The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Molly McButter. <laughs> uh, everybody made it to the episode. We all had a good time. Rebecca is in New York having a wonderful time, so she couldn't join us, but uh, everyone else made it. And uh, we talk about a lot of stuff on the show, a lot of breaking news, and my apologies in advance for my dog barking through a good chunk of the middle news. Um, it's a whole thing. Anyway, you'll hear it. And I'm and I apologize. I am so embarrassed. I pride myself on <laughs> not doing a Kevin Smith type show where they spend half the show trying to get just recording. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Ripley's a cute little fucker though. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it is a brand new episode, and we, uh, we uh, give it to you for free, so I guess I shouldn't apologize for the dog barking part, right? I suppose. No, no, no. Uh, I, I apologize to our sponsors, though, who pay for this party. How about that? Uh, <laughs> sorry, nerd store. Sorry, Dr. Volts. My dog barked through a good chunk of the episode today. Uh, <laughs> but they pay for this podcast. They bring it to you for free. It's a great time to be a geek in Utah. The Nerd Store and Dr. Volts have teamed up comics, collectibles, action figures, and so much more. No matter what side of the valley you live on, there's a place for you. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. One place where it is dog barking free, that's our Patreon. Yeah. We figure you're paying $350 a month for that. Boy, you're going to get it as clean as possible. <laughs> Uh, Geek Show Podcast, Patreon, uh, the quick link to it, because nobody can spell Patreon. I don't know, it's an immensely successful platform that nobody can spell, so we uh, created a link for you. Thank you, Mike, our attorney, for doing that for us. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the quick link to our Patreon contents page, and sign up for only $3.50 a month, and you're going to get it all. Yes! That is so affordable. I think we're one of the most affordable Patreons out there that is consistently putting in uh, exclusive uh, exclusive stuff every week. At least a couple of times a week, I think, is when we get new stuff on there. And uh, coming up, uh, Shannon and I have been talking about, for the Patreon, uh, you'll pay to hear two old guys tell stories. <laughs> you'll pay tree fitty a month to hear it. We're talking about the uh, Two Old Divas podcast that may be an exclusive thing on our Patreon. So it'll be a few weeks before that hits, but that's just a little something that's on its way. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive on Modoc on the Patreon, not this week, but next week, because uh, we're only halfway through. We talk about that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just get to the episode for hell's sake. Uh, <laughs> Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the link. Our merchandise is available at geekshowpodcast.com. Click on the merch button, get yourself a coffee mug or whatever you want. And uh, thank you for listening to this craziness every week. We appreciate it. Name of the episode is Molly McButter. Please to enjoy. And welcome back, everybody. Hi. Hey, How hello. is everyone? We are here. Fucking great. 
Uh, let's uh, just begin the show with saying Rebecca Frost is on assignment. Uh, Rebecca, she's in New York, and we may not get her back. She <laughs> she loves it. Yeah, her. I'm gonna kidnap her and keep her in the time zone. It's nearly uh, every uh, nearly every other text from her is why did I move away? All <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's a reason that I did not introduce her to my friend Paulette, who lives there, because those two together would oh it would just be all over. We would lose Rebecca completely. Uh, Come so back to is, us, Rebecca. Come back. People well, can go to the East Coast and still be part of Geek Show. Carrie. Yeah. As we're finding with Jay Whitaker, everybody. Hi. Hey. Still a part of Geek Show. Yep. Still doing contributing when I can, and not when I'm on assignment. And so you're a busy man. You get many assignments. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, if you're on the New England coast, holy shit. Um. Yeah. Gear there are plenty of opportunities show. to see Jay. Yeah. I'm gonna release a new schedule, but I'm gonna be headlining in Boston uh, May 30th at Hideout Comedy. Come check them out. Uh, whew, I'm gonna be in uh, Hollywood for Laugh Factory in August, and I mean, uh, Connecticut. Just follow me on social media at it's Jay Whitaker. Thank you so much for supporting Full Feather Friday. They're just so much fun to do, and I love y'all. And thanks for rocking with birds. Let's do a show. Thank you. All right. Uh, Lee George Kate, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hi, how's How it going? I'm uh I think I need to go to a an, one of those anonymous programs. I need to go to Spaceship Synonymous. Oh, you still in that help. game? Oh well, is five hours a day bad? Is that yeah? That's yeah. Totally, is that totally bad? normal. Totally normal. Is it because I can't? You know, I can't sit. I can't sit still at work for five hours, but I can sit still at Star Citizen for five hours. Is that bad? I just, you know, I just well, remember. It's fun, right? I was gonna say exactly that, Because I remember when I was uh, when I was thirteen or fourteen, I'd spent five hours a day in the bathroom, and that I was told was Whoa. bad. So. Uh, that's why yeah. you're so. That's why you're so scared of dicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, ice cream ones. Anyway, so in the in the uh, in the in the speaking of the Star Citizens, it is now a free fly event. So if you're curious about this janky ass broken alpha of a mess that I love so much. Um, you can't play free right now. You don't have to put any money down on it whatsoever. But if you end up loving it more than anything like I do, well, not more than my family, at least that's well. the thing I tell them at night. <laughs> I, I love you more than Star Citizen. Just you can't say it out loud. You know. Yeah, no, you can't. Well, this, this is a sad realization. But my referral code, if you decide to sign up, is star-jcc4-zgzr. And uh, that'll get you some extra credits if the game actually ever gets released. Because really, what I'm trying to warn people about is... It could be an experiment. I don't know. I just have fun with it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Shannon Barnson, everybody. Hi. Hey, how's it going? What you eating there, Shannon? Uh, it is a uh, tortilla uh, with uh, cream cheese in it. Because oh. I don't have any food in my house. <laughs> what you hey, need that's... is a little bit of uh, cinnamon sugar to put on that, too. A little bit. I bet that's a little good. Bit. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's like vegetable cream cheese, so that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. No, that's still, but, no. uh, but that's still, that's a solid struggle meal. That's a yeah. good one. Like, so, props. <laughs> right? like, I, remember, I honestly, I have no fucking food. I remember My, struggle meals. I, you yeah. know, you, you'd get the 89-cent pasta that was on sale and, the, you know, the sprinkle the Molly McButter on it, and that was supper, yeah. you know? Uh, you bet. <laughs> Oh, Molly McButter. I missed Remember that Molly shit. McButter? Yeah. Yeah. It was Molly <laughs> McButter. It was, it was like a butter, like it was a butter th thing. In, butter flavored kind of, it's like a salt, but it's That's not That's not a real thing. No, what? but you yeah. shook it and it, and it kind of melted. It was, yeah. not, from it was this, it, not from this world. 
It was not that natural. Is, it was not yeah, natural that, at all. Molly McButter is from Hogwarts. That is a Hogwarts <laughs> student. And you know, <laughs> stop fucking with me. She died in the Chamber of Secrets. It had, it was, it had <laughs> like that, that essence of butter, but it wasn't. Yeah. You I know, can't the believe best, it's not butter. For chemical science at the time, it was the closest flavor to butter that you could get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the reason, I, the reason I don't have any food is it's I, I've got seven more days. Oh, yeah. Kids. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, you guys, I feel like this is the pin in the end of 400 plus days of insanity. <laughs> and so I'm just pulling myself over the, you know, the, by your bootstraps finish line right there. And know. I haven't cooked anything in so fucking long. I order, I'm like every day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cook. And then I go, nah, nah, there's, <laughs> there's DoorDash. Yeah. So, um, DoorDash but, is sexy. So, I, can I just tell you guys a quick story about my that kid I just love? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. This is some funny shit. And you're going to think I'm making it up, but I'm not. The kid with but, no name, right? Because we're keeping him as anonymous as possible. Well, let's call him L. Okay. He's like everybody in that school just loves this kid. They're just All right. like, okay. he's too precious for the world. So I needed this to happen because this is the, the highs and lows of my job. Okay. Um, had something so sad happen in the morning. And it was, we found out that this kid that I just adored, his mom had not gotten him any vaccinations. Oh, oh no. None. And that's against the law here in Utah, unless you sign, find some waiver or something. Yeah. And we're, yeah. we're not talking about COVID. We're talking no, about, we're about like all. MMR. Oh, okay. Big ones. Yeah. All right. I was and, like, um, childhood vaccinations. Okay. So I'm sitting there okay. in, in the morning and I'm getting ready. And this kid, he all of a sudden, he goes, I got to go to the office. And I go, okay. And then he comes back up. And uh, he's like, they told me I got to go. And I go, and this kid had a hard, has a hard time explaining things. And I go, why? What's going on? And he's just like, they shots or something. So I'm like, stay right there. I'm going to call the office. Let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. So I called down there and apparently he, he had, him and his sister had no shots. They had been working with the mom. They, they had lined her up for free shots and everything. And she just decided she didn't want to get him shots. And then she said that. Uh, we're moving anyway. We're unenrolling him from school. Hmm. So he was basically kicked out of school. Yeah. And he didn't understand why. And I was having a really hard time explaining it to him. Cause, and we were both crying, you Aww. know. So that sucked. But then later in the day, almost like he sensed it, the most beautiful human being on this planet. <laughs> I'm out at recess and he, he comes walking up to me. And he's like, he's got something in his, in his hands. And he goes, Mr. B, <laughs> I have found some kind of coin. It's got a hole in it. And he, so, I'm like, well let, well, let me look at that. And I grab it. And it's a really old quarter. Right? And it's got just a little tiny hole drilled in it. Huh. And I go, oh, well, you know what this, what people do with this? Or they used to. I'm like. Do you know what a parking meter is? <laughs> and he goes, oh. and he goes, and he goes, no. And I go, okay. How about a vending machine? You know, the, the where you put the money in, and, and you could get chips or like a coke or something like that. He goes, oh yes, yes, yes. And I go, well, people would take a quarter and and and, and um, drill a hole in it and put like fishing line or a little piece of string on it, and they'd put it in and pull it out, put it in and pull it out until they could basically steal a coke or a or uh, some chips and he's like oh no <laughs> and i go 
but it's cool. I'm like, hold on to it. I trust you with this L because you are a force of good in this world. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And so he walks off and I can see he's just walking around the playground, just like thinking. Yeah. And he comes back to me and he goes, Mr. B, where should I hide this coin? I go, why don't you hide just keep it? it? Yeah, yeah, hide it. And, and I'm just like, why don't you just keep it, bro? Like, you can actually go spend it, you know? Um, and he just looks at me and he goes, no one should have this much power. No oh. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I'm like, well, you could go spend it, you know, just you can go spend it, you know, buy some stuff with it. And he goes, but then it will be out there in the world. In the world. Right? Oh. He goes, I need to hide it. Right? And so he's like, this kid Louise comes up and he, uh, this other kid comes up and, and he explains to him in Spanish mm-hmm. about this thing. And, and, and the other kid goes, oh, hey, I know a place we can go hide this. And they walk about five steps away from me. And he goes, no, you will just come and retrieve it <laughs> when I am gone. Right. And so, uh, so that was on Thursday. And uh, yesterday I pulled him aside in the morning. And I'm like, come here, man. What happened with that coin? And he goes, it is in the dirt <laughs> where no one shall find it. I'm like, good job, bud. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like, God, wouldn't it be great to have that kind of wonder still in your life? Yeah. <laughs> but having a, a kid straight up look at you and go, no one should have this much power. <laughs> like it's the greatest burden he's ever had in his life. Yeah. You know? oh, <laughs> Quarter I, with I, a hole in it. <laughs> I worry uh-huh. the world. I worry the world's gonna crush that kid. But yeah, uh, me too. Uh, he also but. is a force of good in this world. He's too tall, Tony. Quad. Two. Oh, Yay. thanks. Uh, all right, Tony. I would, I would probably keep the quarter, but I wouldn't do anything <laughs> bad with it. That just you like know to, of. Just like just to like know you know. had it, just in case. Yeah, just yeah. in case I need a quarter <laughs> with a hole in it. <laughs> Be prepared, you know. I'm just keeping right. this tactical nuke right over here. See, just, just, just in case. Some... Exactly. That should, that should be the name uh, of the episode a quarter with a hole in it <laughs> check me out on twitter at quad t tony uh usually making fun of decisions apple makes or fart jokes uh and then uh there's the gadget spot podcast as well yes all right well don't forget uh, about our fearless leader oh mr carrie jackson oh thank you Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, still in the basement uh, for, until further notice. Uh, X96. Thank you. You had a little bit of an adventure this week, Harry. It was an adventure that, well, I, I didn't affect me because I'm sitting here in my house. But, uh, well, it it kind of did it. It had to stretch you out a little bit, didn't it? No, no. I've, really? Uh, I love that. You're just like, eh. This yeah, is something that I, it's look, taken me eh. a lot of years to get to the point where it's like, the circle of influence isn't just something that I say; it's something that I live, and and I I'm passing Ooh. it on to my producer Katie. I'm trying my best to teach her because she gets very stressed. She oh, gets so very. You, you can only control what you can control, right? Exactly. And that's what I that's what yeah. I've been trying to convey to her, like Obi Wan to Luke. You know, it, it just I'm trying to teach her not to because she does get stressed. So I'm trying mm. to teach her. We got locked out of our building 
uh, because there was a power <laughs> outage downtown. And the, our building is an old bank, so you know the, when the locks go, no, nobody's safe. getting in or out. Yeah. You know? mm, okay. <laughs> so she couldn't get in to do the show, so we were off the air Thursday morning. And it was a big Thursday morning uh, for a reason that I will get to in a moment. Let's uh, raise a glass. We got three big ones. Oh, what three are the big ones, big ones so this week. Goddamn sad. Yeah. Yep, three big ones. Charles Grodin. Let's start uh, there. Mm-hmm. A, comedic, a comedic genius. Three. We lost three comedic geniuses. Comedic geniuses. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I love my two favorite things he ever did. Of course, are Midnight Run. Great movie. It's on HBO Max. I encourage I, you to go and watch. it I think it right I'm gonna. Now. I don't think Jen's ever seen it, so we're gonna watch it tonight. And then. Um, and it features a great Oingo Boingo song at the end. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, his his last like I think on screen kind of stuff was on Louis. That's right. I forgot as his, about that. As his doctor. And I oh, that's true. Yeah. And he was so great. Well, know? I got a I got a little bit here. Uh, of course, a Midnight Run is my favorite thing that he is that he's done, but he he was always good in anything that he was in, he stole mm-hmm. the scene. Uh, like he, he made that, Beethoven good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was also in Rosemary's Baby though in a dramatic that, like, he was, yeah. he, was the, he was the doctor that um that delivered the devil baby. Yeah. He seduced Miss Piggy in the Great Muppet Caper. That's yes, he did. right. <laughs> yes, he, did. he was a villain in the 1976 King Kong remake. He, oh, I he, thought he was. He was in The Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin. Oh, my God, I love that movie. He was a ghost haunting Robert Downey Jr. in Heart and Souls. Uh, the Beethoven movies. He did this weird thing called Clifford with Martin Short. Yeah! Oh, Martin Short's a little kid. Martin Short, who's clearly a, this, yeah. clearly a 50-year-old man playing a little kid. I remember <laughs> this. Oh, my God. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, and he so had a talk show for a while on CNBC. He, he was hilarious, and he and he called Sean Hannity a fascist to his face. So good, and, kudos to Mr. Groden. And he was also on. Um, he was also a great on any time he was on a talk show. Anytime he he just because he, he stayed in character. Mm-hmm. He was that curmudgeon, you know. So I actually it. read. I huh? read something that he got some very important legislation passed in new york city and he says probably he's like it's the, the thing he's the most proud of in his life he is politically active so you know kudos to charles groden like i said go watch midnight run and you'll and then you'll go down the it, charles groden uh, hole after that it's him and de niro yeah probably the best buddy comedy of all time could be yeah. it's up there and then the uh, another one that we lost this week paul mooney paul fucking oh, mooney which was a that was wrote- a tragedy he yeah. wrote for everybody. He wrote for what? Sanford Sun, uh, Good well, Times. Sa- when when Richard Pryor hosted Saturday Night yeah. Live the first time, yep. Pryor said, "All y'all have white writers. I want Paul <clears throat> Mooney to come in and write a couple of sketches for me." And he wrote one of the best sketches that Saturday Night Live has ever had, and it's the uh, Chevy Chase Richard Pryor word association job interview sketch. Oh my God, I remember Whoa. that. He wrote that. Yeah. And that was a classic. It was shocking then, and it's still shocking and funny as fuck. Uh, yeah. He he also what, wrote he also wrote for Chappelle. Oh. He 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 did a great bit called August. Negro Damas, where yeah, he was Negro a Damas is like yeah. <laughs> he was hilarious. Just here's just well, bitingly funny. And, and you know, Pryor said that in one interview, he's like Moody made Pryor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because he co-wrote his helping write stand up too, I believe. Mm-hmm. No. He wrote, yeah. and and a lot of people don't know this, and this is this was one of those things that 
I didn't find out till like five years ago that this, but he created, uh, he's credited with creating Homie the Clown from Living Color. Like Damon really? Wayans took, Damon Wayans did the hell out of Homie the Clown. Right. But Paul Mooney created that character. To, that. Yeah, I did not know that, oh. but like, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, oh, his, his fingerprints are everywhere. You yeah, know? his fingerprint, like, a lot of people have their opinions of Paul Mooney, got this and that, but his imprint on comedy, and especially black comedy, is undeniable. He's influenced legends. Like he's yeah. he's made legends, it's, and so he's a legend that's made legends. It's it's amazing. I can't remember what show it was that he was on where he had this reoccurring bit. They would go to him, and it was called Ask a Negro. Yeah, that was Ask a Black Dude. Uh, Ask a Black uh, Dude. On, Ask a yeah, Black on Dude. A, on Chappelle's show. That was hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that sketch with uh, Pryor and Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, I remember the first time I saw that, and it just it changed my, it, it just opened my eyes. And I always credited Chase and Pryor for that. And then it wasn't until later I found out that Paul Mooney was the guy behind that. And no, then I, he, yeah. I, I, I actually you know, stumbled upon that for some reason just like three weeks ago Look for it the up. first time. Oh. And I, I watched it, I was just like, whoa! They did that <laughs> like, on television. They it, did that on television. It freaking blew my the, mind watching in that in the 70s right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just and and prior is perfect in it and chase back when he was funny is perfect yeah. in it but just yeah. masterfully done on all three of their parts we also lost uh here locally uh sister dottie s dixon yes everybody. Oh, yeah uh, who is, and uh, a, that was and there's a special well the two special connections here mm -hmm. of course she was on your show <laughs> yeah all the time <laughs> but um they were also uh, Jeffy's uh, drama, drama teacher. teacher. Charles was, uh, yeah, Charles was uh, Jeff's drama teacher in uh, Payson High School back in the day. The, and the also legendary, the legendary Kevin Bacon, you're not really a student, you're Kevin Bacon story from Spanish Fork no, High School. No, came it was from that class, didn't it? Yeah, it, no, it was, was your otter for, hey, you're not, you're your otter, otter from, from Animal, House. Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff say that to yeah. him. That was yeah. Was, well, cause, yeah, I don't know which one of the Vice Boys that was, but I know that those. Yeah, yeah. You you couldn't be undercover anywhere with those two. I don't think. Because, <laughs> no, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Charles Lynn Frost was his name, and uh, we lost him this week to uh, colon cancer. And uh, mm -hmm. on it was on his deathbed that uh, he he said he wishes that he could record a PSA to remind everybody to get their uh, colonoscopies done. Mm. Yeah. So do that. So it's really sad. He, that character was so funny. It was a great character. So Did two yeah. two live two live one woman shows, mm -hmm. uh, and well, uh, uh, was also on uh, KRCL and uh, and our show and books. Yeah. Uh, if and, you are uh, of an age and you are worried about getting the colonoscopy, there's actually an alternative now where you can send in a just going to go poop. out and grab and set. Yeah, a fecal yeah. sample, and they a can analyze sample. it. And in if the it mail, comes in yeah. clean, then, yeah, you're mm -hmm. you're completely fine. You don't yeah, have to old, the robot. How old am I supposed to be when I start doing that? 50. Uh, oh, yeah. good. I got a few years. Sounds like I'd, I'm, honestly, I'm pooping in a cup soon. I'd start looking at about 45. Okay. <laughs> really? All right. I still honestly, know. Yeah. It depends on, it depends on your diet and health, but the, the medical yeah. industry says 50, yeah. and... You can actually, insurance everywhere covers it, and you get a bucket in the mail, and it's got this funky little contraption on it, and mm -hmm. uh, the you bucket. send it to a lab, and if you never hear back from them, you're fine. Otherwise, they, you go in for but, the colonoscopy. Uh, but but what that. No, if I poop in a bucket, 
I, I want to hear, hear back, back from you regardless. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need yeah. feedback on that bucket. It's not, <laughs> it's not the lab part that's awkward. It's the walking up to UPS with this box that you know damn well every one of them's going, yep, oh, that, guy's, that guy's poop is in this box. No, you got to play uh, cool. Just play I'll be, cool. I'll be like, be careful with this. This is precious. Yeah. But one of, the, one of the great things about the character of uh, Sister Dottie was that uh, uh, she made, uh, uh, you know, young gay people who were uncomfortable about yeah. being themselves, about talking about it. He, he, the character made them feel better and yeah. opened up. I, I, I saw it on many occasions, and it was always very touching. Charles well, also and, mentored. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Tony. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I, I the amount of uh, credit deserved for creating a character that is a satire on yes. something that mm-hmm. I am a part of that did not offend me in any way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. still expressed the satire that she was going for. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Like, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I adored the uh, Sister Dottie Dixon segments on Radio from Hell. One thing that Charles did that doesn't get talked about because Charles kept it very quiet is uh, go to the like uh, Salt uh, Craft Lake City, the different arts venues and whatever Mm -hmm. else. And Mm -hmm. if there was something that he found that he thought was really cool and really clever, he would take the people out to lunch and talk to them about mentoring them and work them through, help them meet connections. And uh, it was kind of neat. Like when Rachel and I were doing Grimley's 12 years ago, he, he was like, no, this is really cool. Come come talk to me about where you should go next. And it was mm-hmm. a real eye-opening. I mean, we weren't ready to do mass production, but that's where he was like, oh, you talk to this person and that person, and you can do this and this and this. And and no one talks about that because I don't think it was anything that Charles it ever was, really. No, he, he, he never, you know, waved a flag about that. He never no. did. No. So he, he was, was just... like a, he was a not shitty shark tank. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. All right. Wait, real quick. Just last yeah. thing on, on Sister Dottie. Like, I've had limited interactions with, but like, I remember being in studio one day yeah. with, with y'all and Sister Dottie came by. I didn't know that was, like, I didn't know the character because I obviously I didn't grow up in, in, in Utah. And so I didn't know Sister Dottie was such a mainstay in SLC culture. And like, just to see the, the imprint and blueprint that she built was so cool and like just yeah she was a voice for a lot of people and i really loved her character and so when i saw that i saw the news break on what thursday or friday yeah i was just i was taking it i was taking it back and i do want to um do want to give a a a shout out and rest in peace to (laughs) kip roper yeah Um, oh kip roper yes yes i y'all don't i gotta i i have to say much love to kip um i used to work with him way before I was a comic. And when I started to go forward as a comic, Kip will always be super supportive. We will always see him. Some some of y'all may know Kip from FanX. And that's, yeah, he's, um, he's a longtime friend of this podcast and a longtime yep. friend of uh, my radio show. And uh, he would he would always be there with his with his daughter in tow. Yep. And uh, just a, you know, a terrific guy. So yeah, Amazing shout guy. out to so, uh, Kip yeah. and his family. All right, yeah, rest well, in let's peace. take a break and then we'll get to some. Yeah, sorry, y'all. Right. Right. It's fine, it's fine. Well, after, these after these messages, messages we'll, be right we'll be right back. back. Let's find out what's happening at the Nerd Store and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. 
All right, the Nerd Store is in the Valley Fair Mall, of course. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Let's see what the comic book news is. In mainstream comics, uh, Marvel begins Heroes Reborn, putting Blade right in the middle of a Zack Snyder fever dream. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite good, actually. I've read the first issue. And Chip Zdarsky has part two of Spider's Shadow. That's uh, in Marvel. DC has more Batman and the Joker. Yes, a team-up. Issue number three is available now. In indie comics this week, there are a few exciting additions. Image Comics has a new ongoing title in Time Before Time by Shalvey and McConnell. In a dystopian future, what would you do for a chance at a better life? Well, you steal a time machine, that's what. Aftershock Comics presents uh, Dreaming Eagles by the legendary Garth Ennis, an amazing story based on the Tuskegee Airmen that fought in World War II. All of these exciting titles are available at Dr. Volt's and the Nerd Store this week, so get yours before they sell out. I will see you there next Wednesday. It's a great time to be a geek in Utah. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. And we're back. Okay, let's get to some news here. Uh, First of all, uh, HBO Max, which is a great service, by the way, because I, I discovered they have... All of Mr. Show on there. <laughs> Moved it up a yes. notch for Carrie right there. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, a show I'm going to tell you about at the end of this podcast, because it's a show I'm recommending. It's also on HBO Max exclusively. Uh, but uh, HBO Max will now... I love this headline. This is for my own nine. They just put it perfectly. HBO Max will now let you pay them $10 to watch ads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, if you have a subscription to HBO with your cable, you get HBO Max for free. Uh, and But you can also subscribe to HBO Max as premium content and pay. And I think it's, I want to say it's $15 a month. Yeah, it's 15 bucks mm-hmm. a month for new yeah. ads. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, starting, I like it. starting at $10 a month, going live uh, in the first week of June, HBO Max with ads. It, yep. So it's $5 less. <laughs> yeah. How, what you, what are what are the, what's the time you you watch ads worth to you? You know that's exactly. that's the real question. Exactly. Uh, so there you go. That's what they're but, doing. Oh, there's one other difference too. At least for this year, uh, you don't get the same day movie releases on that lower tier. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. okay. You don't get the because... same day movie releases as the theaters, but that only lasts for this year anyway because they're going back to a you know back to the regular only in 2022. So okay. So there but you go. It is of note. But speaking of HBO Max, Tony. Uh, oh, big, we got big, some, green, some Green Lantern news? There's some Green Lantern news. And ah! Lee, oh, and oh, Lee, me, me, me. Uh, Lee I, haven't, yeah. I haven't forgotten you. I've got Highlander news coming up. Oh! Uh, I, wait, what? <laughs> yes, finally. There's Highlander wait. news? Is it 1987? Wait, it's coming. Wait. wait. Oh, hang on. So yes? finally, <laughs> so finally, after 30 some odd years, somebody realized that it's time to make a follow-up to Highlander. Oh my God! I feel like there's been another movie. No, been and shut your whore mouth, some Tony. TV shows. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm so, so glad so, that somebody finally said that show, that movie, despite its flaws, had some good ideas. Let's do a follow up. Oh my uh, God! I, I, you're so happy. I know you are. <laughs> so for both of, I've got news for both of you. All right. So let's start yes. with the Green Lantern news. Highlander right. versus Green Lantern. Oh man, this would be a good fight. It would be. Uh, they have cast the Alan Scott Green Lantern. 
I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> You're muting your bad. dog. You ended up muting yourself. I know, right? I'm, I'm doing both. My uh, my dog's barking at my lawn guy, so. <laughs> well, tell your lawn guy to stop making your dog bark. Ripley, stop being Invite adorable. the lawn guy to do the podcast. Let's just bring Oh, you don't, want it. you don't want that. No. Too no. long-winded. You don't. Okay. <laughs> you don't. All right. That. All right. So here it is. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Irvine is in talks and is probably signed by now to play Alan Scott on HBO Max's Green Lantern. Now, I don't uh, know who that is. I'll be Jeremy honest. Irvine, he led the Bourne TV spinoff Treadstone. Uh, let's right. see. What other stuff that. was he in? Oh, he played the young Pierce Brosnan character in Mamma Mia. Also didn't watch that. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's he that's was a in, favorite around here. He was house. in The Professor and the Madman. Uh-uh. Uh, the uh, last full measure. Uh, uh, anyone? Anyone? Uh, uh, no. Anyway, so oh. we've got uh, the Alan Scott. Now this is the gay Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, Alan that, Scott. Yep. In the comic, in the comics, he was the original Green Lantern. Nineteen forty. Yes. Yep. Now, now, oddly enough, did they did uh, retcon him so that he he was a, a, a gay gentleman? His original uh, his original weakness was wood. Yeah, wood. No, uh, <laughs> no, for real. It was uh, so just like in the in the second wave of Green Lantern comics where you had the Green Lantern core and everything, their weakness was the color yellow. And for Alan Scott, it was the material wood. Wood. So I'd love to help you, yeah. but the bad guy is in a log cabin. Yeah, exactly. I, no, ah, crap. I'm not going around. That motherfucker has a bat. Uh, yeah. He just ran into the guess. trees. Wait, I'm out. Wait, I'm out. you expect me to fight a Groot? Fuck you, sir. I will yeah, not fight exactly. a <laughs> well, He's got to team up with a termite and shit. This <laughs> <laughs> so I think they, uh, just like they did with Yellow, I think they kind of just wrote that. that out of his, his yeah. you know, weaknesses and stuff. So, so right. I, I pulled up, uh, I'm looking at him. Um, he's probably, people probably call him the guy what looks like Ryan Felipe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking kinda, at him yeah, as well. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. I mean, I, I can't speak to his acting, like I said, but, you know, I'll take any any Green Lantern news at this point. So, hooray! So let's get to Lee's Highlander news now. Uh, they've been working I've, on this for I've quite some time. I, I know, I know. Uh, they've been working on this project for quite like, some time, including... Wasn't Ryan Reynolds, like, connected to it at one point? Briefly, briefly. Probably. Uh, but, uh, Green Lantern. Now, the producer of the original Highlander has been helping to develop this film before he died in February, actually, uh, Peter S. Davis. Uh, but um, it's it's a guy who helped make one of the John Wick movies is behind it. And he's just a huge fan of the Highlander. And so, <laughs> excuse me. So, so, so they finally <laughs> cast Chad Stelsky. Stahelski. Uh, he's been working on it. Stahelski. I don't know who that Stahelski. is either. But they have cast the lead. They have cast... What's the character's name? Connor? Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. 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 He was born 400 years ago in the Highlands of Scotland, and he cannot die. <laughs> he cannot Thank die. you. I was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, I think you'll be happy with this, Lee. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Really? He already does a good sword job in, in Holy the uh, shit. Oh, he so. just grunts so, and swords. How about this? Yep. Let's just put him in fucking everything. Uh, seriously, like if it has a sword or a superhero, or he needs to cock his arms, put I'm Henry excited. Cavill in I'm that. I'm excited for multiple reasons. <laughs> One, there's a, I can't remember the name of the lady. There's a, a redhead lady. She's Irish, 
and she does, I think her name's Jill Barrup, and she has this awesome YouTube channel where she analyzes fight scenes. She's a stunt woman. So she analyzes mm-hmm. fight scenes, and she loves Henry Cavill fight scenes because you can tell how much of it's him. And yeah. he, gets, he gets hardcore into it. He really learned the majority of the sword fighting in The Witcher is mostly Cavill, right? Really? So yeah. Do, yeah, do they just, talk about that arm cock thing that Tony's she, talking she, about? She loves that Mission Impossible, so good. But the second reason why I'm excited about well, oh, there's three reasons. Second reason, mm. the accent won't sound fake as fuck. Yeah. Oh. She won't have a person with a thick French accent pretending to be Scottish what? while oh, a Scotsman. <laughs> that guy could play anything, Christopher oh. Lambert. He could yes, play a can. Scottish guy. He could play a Chinese guy. He could play a director <laughs> that makes um, dance musicals. Anyway, um, Damn. but the third thing I'm excited about is that finally there will be a Highlander movie my wife will want to watch with me. Aye. Oh, there you go. There you go. Nice. Tell, tell her as soon as we're done here. Right, yeah. be, it's like, hey, right. Cavill's, Cavill's going to be in the Highlander. She'll be like, swoon, let's watch it. That's so. right. <laughs> uh, when, uh, when Lola came over and hung out with me and Egg the other night, we watched the, the new uh, Mortal Kombat, and we we're just talking about how stupid Lambert was playing Raiden in that. And, yeah, and I and I, but I was like, yeah, the guy had such range. He could play a Chinese guy, he could play a Scottish guy, and so Lola goes, and that's so all. I'd be like, can I die? Kill him, Scorpion, you know? And she goes, all right, she had it. Do a Chinese guy. Kill him, Raiden. <laughs> so then she goes, do a Scottish guy. I cannot die. Do it. <laughs> it's the, the Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, no range. Bear, uh, yep. Range right there. No range. Well, the Coen brothers did find an amazing project for him. What was he? he was, what, what, he played. What was, what, was, what was the 1950s Hollywood movie? Oh. Martin oh. Fink? No, 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 no. The no. recent one where they where they had to investigate the the butter churning lady that was doing the double job, and it was uh, George Clooney got caught up with a bunch of communists oh. out on the beach. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember I didn't what see it's called. It. I didn't you know, what? Know. What? Okay, I know, Christoph right? Lambert. Christoph Lambert is this old Swiss director who directs um, these musicals. <laughs> these musicals with elaborate dance numbers about sailors. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Yes. I didn't so, see yeah. that. Yeah. So Christoph Lambert, he's in this as this like this old Swiss uh basically making gay musicals. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. No, Hail Caesar, Carrie, that's your homework. It's a, yeah. I, okay, there you go. Yeah, I, you'll I, like it. You it's love good. LA. It's fifties LA at its best. And I do it, I do it like it. It literally starts with it starts with an investigation. He's trying to do a sting. He's he's a um studio detective. He works for the studio. And he has to uh, bust a lady who's doing a side job doing, like, risque butter churning (laughs) photo shoots. (laughs) You know, I think I saw this, but I don't remember that part. Okay. Yeah, and George Clooney falls in with, like, this cabal of Doesn't Clooney get kidnapped in that? He yeah. gets kidnapped by, yeah. by communist okay. screenwriters. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Communist okay. screenwriters. Yeah. I don't remember the rest of that then. You know, okay. Good. You guys, All the right. Cohen brothers haven't made anything since 2018. Oh, what was, what was, the, last what was the last thing? Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which, which I just, I loved. Miss for me, oh, I but. loved it. I thought it was so great. <laughs> All right. Well, now here's some more news, and this is very exciting um, because, you know, we can't have anything without Dwayne Johnson in it. Yeah, I uh, saw this too. Yes. I was like, of, of course, of course, is Dwayne Johnson. So doing like, this. It, it's him and uh, it's him and Cavill and every other big guy in Hollywood's like, Basically. can I have a fucking job? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Dwayne Johnson, this is going to be easy for him because he'll just go stand in a recording studio and read his lines and leave and cash the check on the way out. He will be the voice of Crypto the Super Dog <laughs> in the <Yeah>. DC <laughs> League of Super Pets cartoon wow. animated project that's coming out in uh, 2022. Um, 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 yay. I know, you're excited. <laughs> and there he is. He's trying out right now. He's trying out. There he is. That's Dwayne Johnson, everybody. Dwayne Johnson. Just, just be careful how much, how loudly you say crypto in today's economy. Yeah, right. What? Someone crypto? You want to buy some chips? And especially some Dogecoin? Especially don't talk about it if you're hosting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it makes oh, it go down. Jesus. That's true. Uh, but uh, we don't know what the other super pets are going to be. I mean, oh, I'm pretty on. sure. You got to have your streaky. You got to have your ace, the bat hound. Yeah, that's. Maybe Bat Cow, maybe about a super turtle, maybe Beppo the the super um, uh, the super monkey, uh, Comet the, Comet the horse, uh, yeah, chip. go go on and on and Chip that would be great. Yeah. See, He's see, I had that list and I didn't need it because Shannon no. was here. Shannon just rattles them all off just like that. <laughs> he did, he did leave out. He did leave out Aquaman Seahorse Storm. Oh yeah yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't even know he had it like me, that. Me, me neither. <laughs> um, so. And there's also an octopus, but I, I, that's somewhere on this long list here. I love, I love the super pets. They're like my favorite. All so right. Does that mean, we'll get pet Avengers next because uh, you know. I, while I love, while I love my super pets, I also loved pet Avengers because you got to hear about Miss Lion complaining about her life. <laughs> It's a pampered princess dog. She really wants to be a dog of adventure. She didn't want to be Aunt May's lap dog anymore. She wanted to go hang out with Lockjaw and solve crimes. And then, and then we also got this. Then we also got this news since we're on the DC uh, tip. Um, Because this Batgirl project has been kicking around. Uh, Joss Whedon had it in his hands for a while, and And Batgirl filed charges against him. And uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. uh, But uh, he, you know, he just said he couldn't crack the script. He just couldn't come up with a story. Uh, but uh, they have a story now, and uh, they've got directors, and this is interesting. It's, it's a, a, a team of directors. Let's see. Um, Al, Adil, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Uh, they were behind the 2020 Bad Boys for Life movie. And uh, they, yes. they got a hold of a script written by uh, Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee, okay. which, oh, okay. which is the good, movie. The good Transformers movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're going to be working on a uh, Batgirl movie. Okay, cool. So that'll be good. Uh, and that, that's all I know about it. That's all the information I could find. Do you, no do you have? Do you have the uh, DC Batman animated series news? I have that. Yes. Let me yeah. uh, move that up on the list on the yeah, pile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since we're doing animated stuff, let's we'll continue with that. Uh, the Batman animated series from J.J. Uh, Abrams and Matt Reeves. And, uh, and the most important name on that list, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim is also involved. Yes, uh, it will be on uh, HBO Max, and it will be called. Uh, let's see, uh, Batman Caped Crusader. Yeah, uh, it is uh, as they're calling it a reimagining of the Batman mythology. Uh, the series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots, while diving deeper into the psychology of these iconic characters. Okay. Uh, so it'll be a completely uh, different look. And even though Bruce Timm's involved, it's not going to look like 
Yeah. The Batman, like, the animated series. It's going to be a yeah. completely different look. Which I, is fine. I know Tim has a style. He does. Yeah, but he does. does. <laughs> he says he's going to be going against that kind of style. Have you read any of his crime noir comics? No. Are they good? So Bruce, yeah, he does a lot of, he did a lot of stuff uh, before and after the animated series. And it's in that, it's in that style. That's his style, right? So, but it's shocking because you don't expect to see that Batman animated series with sex and graphic violence. And, you know, but he, hmm. he does these, these crime noir comics that are set in the forties with people. I love them. They're so this, this, and awesome. Yeah. This will be a little bit more, you know, edgy, a little bit more. I don't. I won't say adult because that's not the word I'm looking yeah. for. Mature. Uh, mature. Thank you. But the reverse of that is HBO Max and Cartoon Network have ordered a new Superman animated series, Yay! Uh, Yay! which is a kid and family animated series. It says here with uh, Jack Quaid voicing Superman slash Clark Kent. Nice. Jack Quaid from the Boys. Yeah. Uh, um, so that he, was announced. He's also of, uh, uh, the main. I think he's the main character in uh, Lower Decks. As well, yes, the main he is. male character. He does a fair amount of voice acting. There's some other stuff I can't think of off the top of my head. Yes. Uh, speaking but. of Batman, though, did you guys see that leaked uh, Riddler photo? Oh, yeah, I'm into it. It's uh, it's just a it's... clearer picture of what we got before that was just kind of a tease picture. Yeah, I like it. I'm fine with it. It's, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, Show I'll me what you got, but I yeah. wish that was one of his henchmen and not him. <laughs> actually, yeah, we were the, we were talking about that huh, when we yeah. did the. Patreon well, the uh, the Riddler, they're they're you know, he's a character with such great potential, and uh, in my opinion, has not really ever been done right in live action. Right. No way, not to even me. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, to I'm me. Just, like, he, he could also except for, he, except for Frank Gorshin. Oh, of course, <laughs> but like he could almost be like a sevenish kind of character. seven saw oh, that kind sure. of thing. Yeah. You know, sure. I, he can right. easily be that. So, well, I'm just, I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see that type of Riddler because he's always rocking that little party city outfit that he, I don't know. That shit I is exactly. I like that, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And what then, can I say? What, uh, you know, you and know. then more, more animated news before we take a break. Um, this is uh, interesting. We're getting a whole bunch of animated Adult Swim stuff, not on Adult Swim, but on their streaming. And I think this is a mistake. I think they should put this stuff on their Adult Swim programming and on streaming as well. But and on uh, here we go. Max while they're at it. Sure, yeah. why not? Uh, I'll just say these names, and I know Tony's head will explode. Supernova, Max Rails, Crocubot. Yo, this is the Vindicators. Million Ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it. Uh, yes. They are making a Vindicator series, and it's called uh, <laughs> Vindicators 3, The Return of World Ender. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, uh, man. So there's that, but they also announced a whole bunch of other... Uh, uh, let's see, the official description for Vindicators is answering the Vindabeacon and join your old pals Supernova, Vince Maximus, Alan Rails, Crocubot, and Nubnub. I was gonna as say, they, gotta yeah, have noob noob. As they fight crime, <laughs> avert genocides, and yuck it up. <laughs> um, but the, then they also announced three other animated series, which sound interesting. There's one called Alabama Jackson, starring Donald <laughs> Faison. <laughs> Alabama oh, okay. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Black Scrubs, yeah. Don Donald Faison, smooth-talking time traveler who lands in exactly the wrong place at the wrong time every oh, time. God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so, okay. it's so it's comedic altered leap with Donald Faison. Basically. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Then uh, I, I regret to inform you, Shannon, uh, 
Onquedonk side pieces, which is the continuation of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which okay, I see, love. no, 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 no yeah, no, see, no, I know you're out on no, this, no, no. Uh, but it, what it, what they're going to do is they're going to take those side characters and villains and explore them. So the Moonanites. Okay, uh, I like the, the Moonanites. They're funny. MCP pants. Fuck the, him. The frat aliens. <laughs> that guy. Uh, fuck MC Chris. That piece of shit. Happy time, Harry. <laughs> Uh, hand banana, uh, the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past. Oh my uh, God. All of these side characters from Aquatine Hunger Force. What about Glenn Danzig? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they're doing an animated uh, version of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Which no is way. A, which is a great little show if you haven't yes. seen it. Uh, hell is Eternal, and so is the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty faces going to hell. Returning for the fifth season, animated internet shorts. Sweet. So cruel. It's it. It's if if hell was run like an office. Basically, yeah. hell is an office. Yeah. And Satan is your boss, and uh, you know. And well, then and as, the as the series go, you find out Satan maybe isn't exactly who he says he is, and mm -hmm. like it's such a it's a funny series. Um, so each of the four mini uh, series will run eight, ten episodes available on their various digital platforms. So can we um, flash? Can we can we rewind a little bit to Donald Faison? Yes. There's there's a legend perpetuated by Zach Braff, and I'm, I'm sure Shannon's heard this before. <laughs> Zach Braff claims that the greatest piece of comedy he's ever heard in his life is that Donald Faison just spontaneously wrote lyrics to the Ewok celebration song at the end of Return <gasps> yeah. of the Jedi. Oh, uh, what? and yeah. that it's and that it is. He said that in all of his years of comedy since and prior, he had never heard anything just so incredibly riotously funny. Just this. <laughs> Like it's set to the music. It's perfect. It encapsulates the entire thing and somehow becomes about freedom. But wow, <laughs> yeah. I saw All right. This, I saw this huh? great Ewok meme this week that was like, uh, after you've just killed a bunch of stormtroopers and the and the rebels ask you what what, what kind of meat you just fed them. <laughs> well, and then the other one that's that's been resurfacing. It was around a while ago, but it's resurfaced, and I remember it now. Is is uh, isn't it weird that the Ewoks had a dress that fit Princess Leia? Now think yeah, about that. Why would they? Because have they that? obviously Prophecy. no, they obviously oh. had eaten a woman uh -huh. who yep. was the same size and <laughs> kept the dress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> or, they, or they just made her one because they're or, really skilled. They had they? fabric. Well, that's less know. fun. I fucking hate Ewoks. Like if I went to Endor, <laughs> I'd just be kicking Ewoks all day long. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Kick them down the road, Lee. I mean, I, have, I would Flack. I would die quickly because it turns out they're fierce. But I would still, if I could just die knowing I kicked one Ewok. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we could arrange that. <laughs> That'll be your make a wish. It'll they're be going to follow up. They're going to follow up Highlander, and I'll get to kick an Ewok. I, what, God, when did it become my greatest day ever? This Lee's is your. When this Lee's is on his deathbed. We'll just like prop him up in a wheelchair and actually dress up as a. This as is an your chance. He's like boot. No. Now we're we're gonna start a GoFundMe, you know, help Lee achieve his dream of kicking an Ewok. Kicking an Ewok. <laughs> Patreons, you can help. Oh, I'm gonna geekshowgotthiscover.com. Geek All right. After <laughs> these messages, messages, we'll be right, we'll be right back. back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. 
clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay, a couple of things, uh, a yeah. couple of quick quick items here before we uh, uh, get going. Um, I know we've uh, there've been there's been talk about Attack the Block two. Yes. For okay. years. Well, John Boyega and Joe Cornish have finally sat down somewhere in a bar and said, "Let's do it." So yeah. it's going to happen. That's wild. Uh, so, if you've never seen Attack the Block, fix it's that. so good. Oh, now, I got homework now. Uh, yep. What's so funny about like I'm pretty good like. A lot of people have a hard time watching like British mm-hmm. movies or TV shows with really thick accents. Yeah. yeah, and I'm usually pretty good with it, right? I, you know, but this one I had to turn on the. I had yeah, to turn this on the is that is an <laughs> yeah. accent movie, but God, yeah. it's got the like current Doctor Who. Is it? Isn't the current so. Doctor Who in that? She's the, she's the lady. That, yeah, yeah. Jodie so Whittaker was in it. Yeah, she's in it. And then John Boyega is like one of the first things that he did, and he plays this kid that everybody thinks is just this washed up asshole—not washed up asshole, but like kind of a kind of a gangbanger is the stereotype yeah, right. that uh-huh. everybody thinks yeah. he is. And it turns out like he's the badass that can fight the aliens. That are um, I, I love that movie. It's uh, I mean, it's like it, it's like ten years old. This movie. Yeah, so, and yeah. it's and what it is, you know, the elevator pitch of this is aliens uh, invade. Uh, the British hood. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah, that's what it is. The, the tenement, and, the tenement towers, they put all the poor people yeah. in and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and the hood uh, rats fight back. Yeah. yeah. And, and the aliens are cool too. They are. Yeah. And yeah. It's, the movie was shot on like 28 bucks. So they're, uh, they're, they've sat down and they said, all right, let's do it. So it's going to happen. All right. Hello. Uh, more, more as it develops. So that, that means his character is going to be an adult now. <laughs> yeah. Because um, no one believes that aliens attack the building. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. awesome. So a couple of final things here before we get to what we've been consuming. Um, because uh, uh, the theme parks are starting to open up. And uh, I'm excited oh. because, you know, oh. the Avengers Campus is open at Disneyland Ooh. soon. Oh. June 4th is when it opens. <laughs> um, well, here's a little something that I found. Uh, because, you know, they're talking about this really cool state-of-the-art Spider-Man ride, right? That's ah. uh, going to be there. And uh, and part of the ride is, if you can imagine, like, an upgraded version of Toy Story Mania uh, or the Buzz Lightyear, you know, where you shoot at things. Yeah. Uh, it's like an upgraded one where they'll give you these wristbands, and the computer reads the wristbands. And so while you're on the ride, you throw your arm out like Spidey does throwing a web. No, no you have to do the... Yeah, you, you do the thing, yeah. and and the computer sees that and makes the animation of a web, so it looks like it's coming. You know, you're wearing 3D glasses, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you it looks like you're throwing a web out of your hand. You and, know, and what you're doing is you're uh, you're killing uh, rogue spider bots. Spider bots. Yeah. Well, so it costs a lot to go to Disneyland, especially these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like what's over like, hundred bucks a person. What? Yeah. Oh, it's no. gone up. Oh, damn. The price then, has gone up, Lee. And then if you want to buy anything in there, you're going to spend, you know, 10 mm-hmm. bucks for a corn dog. Now, but this, the concession now is you can bring your own food in. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. Okay, okay that's not bad. So here, bring that's, some that's better. Leftover yeah. macaroni and cheese. So, okay. So here's mm-hmm. the thing I was looking at the, uh, the Orange County Register, and uh, they had more information about this ride. Uh, how smart is Disney? You oh, can. Because remember, can, I, I dropped this at Jarvis last night, too. Yeah. You can buy an upgraded power band oh so so that real life real life dlc 
exactly. So yeah. that the ride, when you're on it, and the computer knows you have a special band, oh it gives God. you special but, webs. But That's Harry, cool. Pull up Jarvis. It's more than a band. It's a big fucking device. It's yeah, it's I'm a looking, device. I'm looking yeah. At it right now, it's a big old. It straps onto your wrist. Mm-hmm. Now the and. base one is um, thirty five dollars. The web tech are thirty each. Uh, if you just have the power band, you only get to fire uh, multi-fire webs. But if you upgrade to the web tech one, you get an additional add-on that comes with variations inspired by four different characters. This is so fucking cool. Uh, Spidey, Spidey, uh, Ghost Spider, Iron Man, and Rescue. And Ghost Rider. No, Ghost Spider. Oh, I thought that was Ghost Rider. <laughs> Uh, the Spider-Man Ghost Spider tech will allow you to use electrodynamic webs with your palm uh, facing like Spider-Man, while the Iron Man and Rescue tech gives you repulsor blasts, so you can do it like that, which I think that's what I'll do. But <laughs> uh, So that opens on June 4th, and yes, it's still, I believe, open to just locals. They are keeping it, uh, it says uh, the park uh, was kept at 25% capacity. Now that number will go up to 40%. So uh, starting this week, the parks will be up to 35% capacity. And, but, uh, uh, I, I decided last night after reading this and thinking about everything, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to do what Lee wanted to do on his 50th birthday. I'm going. I'm going to Disneyland I'm in oh, September. Do it. You're going to dress up like Greedo? No, that's what Lee wanted. No, to do. no, I'm not gonna steal that. I'm not gonna steal that dream. <laughs> obviously, you obviously you weren't listening. I wasn't gonna go dressed as Greedo. I was gonna go dressed oh. as Burrito, his fat uncle, <laughs> right, who sorry. wanders around okay. with the "Have okay. you seen this boy?" poster. My okay, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't exist. <laughs> nope, that's a lie. <laughs> and uh, and finally, this uh, in an interview with Kevin Feige, uh, I, I love the headline on this. It says. Uh, uh, better almost five years late than never. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin Feige was talking about uh, Doctor Strange and uh, the character of the Ancient One, which was played by Tilda Swinton. Um, because, you know, he, he, he said, I wasn't sure about how having this wizened old Asian man would, would sell. <laughs> he now realizes that was a mistake. He, uh, he shouldn't have recast her as... What whatever Tilda Swinton was Irish or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever she was supposed to be, uh, but uh, he said uh, we thought we were being so smart and so cutting edge. We're not going to do the cliche of the wise and old wise Asian man, but it was a wake up call to say, well, wait a minute, is there another way to figure this out? So we we mm. thought we'd do it, and maybe that wasn't such a great idea. We should have cast a, an Asian actor and and did did the character and you know you, you could have yeah. just made him not old looking yeah, yeah. or you know <laughs> that's all you had to do yeah i'm making all. this shit harder than it need to be stop yeah just stop that being stop, said bitch. though i mean i liked tilda swinton in that role i thought oh, she, she did was, a fine she did a fine yeah, she was job. fine you know, she yeah. was great but uh yeah so she this was is, fine but that was that you know yeah. they could have gave that to somebody who you know more culturally appropriate you know exactly. give it to scarlett johansson you know she's yeah there we yeah. go. So he's 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 Mia Culpin five years late, but he's Mia Culpin. Man, that there was the... a joke on uh, Modern Family. We're in the last season now, and uh, <laughs> well, that segues great to what have you been consuming? Oh, okay. There we All go. Right. So I'll start then. Um, yeah. The the joke was uh, they're trying. Mitch and Cam 
are trying to help uh, their adopted Vietnamese daughter feel good about her body. She's like a 12 or 13 year old girl going through those kind of things. And, and Cam says, you're pretty enough that one day if there was ever a movie about you, you could be played by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Very so all right. So Tony, what like, did you consider yeah, this week? We're almost we're almost done with Modern Family. There's only eleven seasons, and we're only got like eight episodes left. So wow, that's such a good show. I mean, it has and, consistently been funny the whole way through. And I, you know, I watch it pretty much every day on after the news. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I need to uh, check let's it see. Out. So I, I have a pretty good uh, kind of diverse list here. Um, I'm catching up because Castlevania on Netflix dropped ah. season four. I think last. Week or two I need weeks to ago, get caught up on that. and I realized I never watched season three, so I've been watching season three this week. Really cool. That is a really good uh, Netflix anime on there. Uh, my wife and I watched Ava last night. I know some of you guys have talked about that already. So good. On yeah, Ava was excellent. Oh, that is so a good. good movie. Yeah, uh, Jessica Chastain was awesome in there. And yes. speaking of, uh, we talked earlier about like Cavill doing his own fight scenes. There's a fight scene with. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell and mm-hmm. um, old guy. Why can't I remember his name? Malkovich. John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. I think John Malkovich did most of the stuff in that fight scene. You know mm. how you you know how you know he did most of the scenes in that fight scene? Because there's not a stuntman that looks like him. <laughs> there's that. Other than uh, no, anytime a movie like that is shot predominantly overseas, they did it for insurance reasons. Because oh. uh, yeah, because the insurance companies here in the states or in England would be like, no, we're not going to cover John Malkovich in his 60s doing fight scenes with yeah. With, uh, mm-hmm. So that yeah, the, a lot of that stuff was shot, and Jessica Chastain did most of her own stunt work too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Really cool movie. Highly recommended. Uh, I read a, a little five-issue miniseries on the DC app called DC Deceased. I don't know if you guys have uh, read this one. I think, it, if I remember correctly, it's the same guy that did the Marvel Zombies. He did a oh, miniseries okay. for DC, and it was really cool. Check that out. Um, and I've been playing uh, Days Gone, speaking of zombie stuff. Really cool PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 game. Check out Days Gone. It takes about three hours to really get moving in it, but All right. once you get going, it's good. And then last thing I want to mention is I finished an audio book called Hench on, uh, uh, what do you call it, Audible. Uh, check that out. Really good. It's it's a superhero, supervillain story front, told from the point of view of... Of the henchman, right? Of a female henchman for the villain. Mm. So, oh. yeah. Okay. It's good. So it's a Dr. Mrs. the Monarch story. Kind, okay. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Uh, Jay, or have you been um, too busy? Honestly, I have been too busy, but I did check out the first episode of uh, Modoc, and uh, I enjoyed it, you know? It, it's. I feel like it's <laughs> The first perfect. episode is great. Yeah, yeah I, I I was just like, this is funny. This is It's perfect for Patton Oswalt. I've, I, it's... You know, it, I'm I'm enjoying it, so I'm going to continue watching it. You know, that's right. that's really about it. All right, Lee. Uh, there's shows to watch. <laughs> He's no, in no, space. No. There's no, space so, uh, to play. I in. took a break from space um, because of my ongoing fight with this uh, eating disorder that I've got. I started reading Pendulette's Presto. Oh, so I'm going to continue reading that because he also being, I mean, a much taller and actually at one time much larger man than I am, uh, actually found some some techniques and methods to trick himself into not 
doing what I do when I eat. So, uh, plus he's really funny, and I love the Amazon reviews of people complaining about how much swearing there is. It's like, did you fucking know who Pendulette was before exactly. you started doing this? Come on now. You know, so um, he may not swear during the Penn and Teller Magic Show, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I, I I love his books. I, I I still have Dear Tricks for uh, Cruel Tricks for Dear Friends. Is yes, one of the, you know, it's like a masterpiece of magic trick books. It is. But uh, yeah, so far so good. It's it's interesting between him and Kevin Smith, uh, another person who mm-hmm. has a similar issue that I do with food or similar relationship that I do with food. It's kind of wild going through what what they've been doing and and seeing and Well, um, Smith went Smith went vegan, I know. He and he still and so did so did Pendulette. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's uh so that's that's one thing, but uh cuz I really I grew to love cheese again, but now I'm thinking that I might have to wean myself. Say goodbye. Well, say say Moderation. Goodbye for the most part. Well, moderation and I are not a thing, Tony. That's, oh. Yeah, same. That's, that's same. kind of the kind of the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. So, <laughs> I haven't met a three pound bag of pasta I didn't love. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shannon. Uh, okay. So we're, we're both will... gonna we're all gonna be talking about Modoc. I know, but what? <laughs> um, well, yeah, Modoc. Now, I I didn't like the first episode. Really. Yeah, I, I get, thought it I, was. I thought it was the most tied out of all of them. But anyway, uh, I, I I was really in halfway through three, one hundred percent by four. But um, so let's see, uh, Mass Singer, double double elimination this week, <laughs> double unmasking. Did uh, you guess any of them right? No, because <laughs> the one person I didn't know who the fuck they were. Anyway, mm. uh, <laughs> all, right, all right, we got two. There's been this rascal character named. Cloodle do that would come out and fuck with the uh, the panelists and everybody hated him mm-hmm. and they unmask he sang and then he unmasked fucking Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> of course but Some, that makes he's sense mar- he's married to Jenny McCarthy that that's one of the and she had no idea he was doing it so that was that what, really yeah that was really wait Donnie Wahlberg is married to yeah, kind of says something about their marriage, doesn't it? Well, no, like it? he wasn't—he he wasn't on all the time. He would just show up randomly. All right. oh. uh, and then some guy uh, named—let's uh, see—they—they—they they, they unmasked the Yeti. Uh, some guy named Omarion. Wait, you don't 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 don't, don't do that. that. Don't put. Okay, all I right, don't know who right. the fuck that is. Okay, yeah, but Omarion's a good. Well, he almost okay. say he's a good singer, but yeah, he, he, he had a great um, he had a great career. But just put some respect on it. On it. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know who the but, fuck he was. I had to look but, him but up. Yeah, but just but some guy named Omarion. I mean, just because that's yeah, okay, who he him. was to me. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. All right, okay, fine. Um, and then uh, I would have won about eighty thousand dollars on Name That Tune this week. Um. <laughs> Gina has accepted your challenge, by the way, and so oh, now I have she? to, I have to okay. figure out a way that we can do this so that it's name well, that tune versus Shannon and Gina. We got to figure oh, out. It's, it's it's Patreon, obviously. Could be. Yeah. Um, Saturday Night Live last week. I think they really wasted the uh, bald guy from Key and Pill. Jay just threw his game. headphones down. He's. <laughs> I'm not playing this fucking game, Shannon. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Here, let me I, uh, I, let me place this piece of cheese here in the trap. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I get, yeah, because like here, Shannon does this shit where he, he if he doesn't know if he doesn't right know there. a black celebrity, it's just some guy named. Put that right there. And then there the bald go. guy from Kim Peel. 
He always does it with the Key and Peele <laughs> guys, though. I love that Muppet sketch, though. I'll say that. I don't, yeah, I, the Mu- okay, the Muppet sketch was fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I, but Jay, when you weren't here last week, I was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, I can't. I wish Jay was here because I really wanted to be like, I can't wait to see the Saturday Night Live with the bald guy from Key and Peele. It's, honestly, it's why I missed last week. <laughs> he knew. I was like, nope. I knew. knew. I, you know, I, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> he knew. Yeah, I mean, like the first time I ever called him that. that well, I know. Was, I know. Honest, you know, because I saw it was him in City. I, yeah. I, you know, and I'm like, hey, the the bald guy from Key and Peele's here, and you're like, it's it's Keegan Michael Pale. It's Key. Keegan Michael Key. Whatever. God damn it, Shannon. Fuck. See, there man. you go. <laughs> There he goes. Uh, Let me just put that right there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, shit. <laughs> he used, he used uh, Gouda. He used Gouda on that track. On that one right there. There you go. Um, <laughs> and then uh, some more wonderful trash I discovered this week. Oh, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's called uh, WWE. Uh, God, search for treasures or some shit. Anyway, uh, they... So a lot of like their very important like props and stuff and stuff, they don't have. Like the people have taken them, or the the wrestlers have had them, and then like, uh, so Paul Paul bearers Paul bearers urn is missing. (laughs) Funny, funny you should say that. The what the what the first episode I watched. they and, and they get a, a WWE wrestler that was involved in this stuff to come along with them to try to work on it, right? So there's a there's a very important urn that when Paul Bearer turned on the Undertaker, they call it the turn urn or something like that, and beat him up with it. They went on search with it and he took the Undertaker with him. So and then on the second one, it was like Booker T trying to find one of his important King Booker robes. But they also went on a side search to find Junkyard Dog's uh, collar. <laughs> so, and, you know, if, I'm surprised you're not talking about their other new show, The Masked Wrestler. I mean, after the oh, third I episode, wish. it's always Rey Mysterio Jr. And everybody's Every like, one of them. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. But it, I don't know. If you're into wrestling, or especially old school wrestling, it's wrestling. pretty interesting. And there's actually a villain on it. There's this piece of shit that won't sell them anything. Hopefully they find all the tacks that were stuck in the back of mankind's back when he fell off the they, top of hell in the ca- hell uh, in the cell. Yeah. Well, they don't like have his mask. What? Yeah, that's they where don't the episode's mask. Said, yeah. So Sad like, to say that uh, Coco Beware's birds are all missing, but uh, anyway. Well, I think we're dead. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Best thing on TV right now. The second is Modoc. All right, because I'm loving Modoc. All right. Right. And we'll talk about that at length. But uh, the greatest thing on television right now, do yourself a favor, it's on HBO Max exclusively, and it's called Hacks. Yes. I was wondering if anybody's seen this. It's on my short list. I I saw the trailer, and I'm all in. There's only four episodes out. And uh, (laughs) I'm just... Jean Smart is a national treasure, and she plays a longtime Las Vegas comedian who has regular gigs in one of the big casinos there. She's incredibly wealthy. You know, I, they say they haven't patterned her after anybody. And in my mind, I can't think of anybody who could be other than maybe a Joan Rivers type. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But it's, she plays this comedian who's kind of on her way out. I see. 
And her manager also manages this young comedy writer who has been kind of blacklisted in, in Hollywood because she did a bad tweet about a, about a senator being gay. Um, and uh, she and says, look, I, man I managed both of you. I, you should go and write for Jean Smart. You should go and write for her because it'll help refresh her, you know, whole her take act. on things, you know, her act. Uh, so he sends her out, doesn't tell Jean Smart, but sends this girl out to, uh, these two together are, the, the chemistry between these two are just so amazing. Because, so you know, here's a comedy show. It's a dramedy kind of show, okay. you know, I because, like you know, it, but it's, it's mostly funny, but there's the occasional story development elements and everything. But um, just, it's called Hacks. Trust me, Gene Smart is amazing. And because Gene Smart has been in show business for so long, they have all of these old, you know, when Gene Smart was on TV Guide, but they change it just slightly, you know, so that it's yeah. the character, you know. Gene um, Smart's always good. She's always yes. great, and and she's perfect for this role. And uh, so watch Hacks. Uh, I watched half of Army of the Dead. Did you turn uh, it off because it sucks, or did you just run out of time? Wow, it's three fucking hours. It's like it's, I just want to you know because I haven't watched it yet. Wow, yeah, it's, it's three fucking hours, and I got I got into uh, where they made it into the casino, and that's as far as I got. I had to press pause because I had Modoc and other stuff to get to, but. Uh, what I've seen so far is, it's not for me. It's not for mm -hmm. me, but it's well done enough. I like that Zach has taken his own his own kind of take on zombies. You know, okay. they're not all the mind. You know, there are some of the mindless uh, of the sh you know, sh shamblers. Shamblers. There's some <laughs> when they walk into the into the into Las Vegas where all the zombies are. There are a whole bunch of bodies there, and uh, the their guy take uh, the girl taking them through says, "Now don't get don't." Don't touch those. Don't get close to those because they're still zombies, even though they look like dead bodies. He says, mm. "Yeah, and if and if it rains, they come back to life. So be warned. Be warned of that. They're dried I went, out." I went, "Whoa, <laughs> interesting. Whoa, okay. Moisturize, all right? So, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then there's that, and then there's the shamblers, and then there's a hierarchy where they communicate and they have a leader, and uh, you know. Mm. So I, I give them points for that. Uh, all in all, though. Tignataro is the best thing in it. Um, Check I love I love Dave Bautista, but they're asking him to act, and that can be a problem. He needs the right uh, director for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he has the right director, he's got no problems. I kept but, thinking yeah. if James Gunn was directing Bautista in this, that he would be good. But it's okay. the same with the it's the same with the whole Tell Artemis. The the people directing that knew how to direct Bautista, and he's yep. fantastic. Yes. Yep. Just yep. this poor put upon nurse. Um, but then uh, Modoc is uh, it's not for everyone. It's made for people like me, well, and and, me. and Lee and Shannon and <laughs> you guys who of a certain age who are familiar with all of these corny ass seventy Marvels character. Exactly, it's it is a litany of Marvel villains that have just shown up for two issues and then disappeared. You know because they were so bad. You know? <laughs> they were just so terrible. Like fucking pound cake. Pound cake is in it, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Huh. So it's it's just we'll we're gonna do a deep dive on Patreon about it next week, and uh, we'll we'll get into it. But just know it's not for everyone, um, but it's funny enough that I think yes. you can watch it laugh I, because I, my my wife was watching it and yeah. she was laughing. So okay, so, all right. Uh, yeah. but, you know, this, we get our second best Iron Man in it. John Hamm is Iron Man. 
Fair. I knew <laughs> yeah. I recognized that voice. Okay. Damn it. I know, right? I was uh, trying to save it's... Ham for something else in Marvel. Exactly. Uh, but he's he's good at Iron Man. But then he's, uh, he's my Doctor Doom. Oh, mm. we could still do a live action Doctor Doom. Yeah. There's no room against that. Mm. He would be yeah. a great Doctor Doom. I think you're right. I kind of like that. Mm. All right. Because he's handsome. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, he's okay. got it. Yeah. All right. But then the the thing that I have been uh, watching uh, this week, uh, because uh, my, my wife works long hours on Mondays and Tuesdays, so that's alone time with me and the puppies. Uh, and I've been pulling out my Paramount Plus app and re-watching Deep Space Nine. Mm. And I kind of shit on the first three seasons of Deep Space Nine. And rest assured, there are some clunkers. There are. But there's also three or four really good ones. And uh, I forgot how contentious the relationship between Kira and Cisco was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, religious fanaticism, terrorism. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I completely forgot about. That's some pretty fucking heavy subjects for a show that old and a Star Trek show. Uh, it's it's uh, it, and of course you know I get to look at Kira and Jadzia. <laughs> mm. that's that's a bonus mm-hmm. but i've been going back and watching deep space nine and i uh, i recommend it if you've got the time um to uh to just enjoy it all right it's the it's the best of the tracks it's it's up there all right i it mean in my is. opinion yeah uh anyway so oh yeah there was a there was a scene where kira is trying to break this uh bajoran uh terrorist leader i don't not terrorist because he was a resistance leader out of a mm-hmm out of a prison camp, the Cardassian prison camp. And so Chief O'Brien and Kira come up with the idea that uh, we'll pretend that she's a prostitute and, you know, she has an appointment with the gull in charge of the camp. Oh. Uh, you know, I mean, I forgot about all of this stuff. There's some really good storytelling there. And there's a heartbreaking moment in the first season. I forgot about this too, where Odo and... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, Luxana Troy are stuck in an elevator. Yeah. And you'll remember that, that Odo has to go back to his bucket and it's return liquid to liquid to return to his liquid form yep. after a certain number of hours. And he's so embarrassed and he's fighting it so hard. He doesn't want to be seen in the, his liquid form in front of uh, Luxana Troy. And she says, it's okay. It's okay. And she pulls her wig off. She goes, see, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. See? And he liquefies. Oh, so touching. So yeah. touching. They actually anyway. did her character better on DS9 yes. than I think yes. anything else because she, mm. she had a, a humanity to her that didn't exist. Yes. And it wasn't it wasn't mud baths with Alexander when she was on DS9. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, games, Tony. Yeah, we've got a bunch of games coming out this week. Uh, some of them look pretty good. Some of them are kind of eh. I'm just going to read them all, though. Um the, the one that looks the most interesting is probably Biomutant coming out this week on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's made by a new development company in uh, Norway, I think, and it's helmed by a couple of the guys that worked on the Just Cause series, if you liked those mm-hmm. ones. So that looks like it has potential. Okay, now the rest of the list. We got something named Erica, uh, Capcom Arcade Erica. Stadium. Yeah, just Erica. <laughs> Capcom Arcade Stadium with some classic Capcom games. Uh, King of Seas. Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. 
That's the name of the fucking game? That's the E-I-E-I-O. name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Shin- Jesus. Shin- Shinigami. Shinigami is a type of ghost. Shin Megami. Ghost? I don't know. Oh, um, you didn't say Shinigami, did you? No. But uh, <laughs> maybe there's, there might be ghosts in this game. I don't know. Uh, Man Eater. I think he plays a shark in that one. Oh, or it's made by uh, Hollow Notes. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> uh, Weaving Tides. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries coming out on uh, Xbox Series S and PC. Super Bomberman R Online. That's all I think. used to play Super yeah. Bomberman like a motherfucker. Oh my God. I'm in. I am this in. Is, we, this oh, is that a, was my Saturday night. Yeah, this is some online multiplayer with Super Bomberman, I believe. So that could be good. Earth Defense Force uh, World Brothers. That's a. Uh, be, be the army fighting against uh, alien bugs coming to take over the world. You got oh, Warhammer. Oh. Warhammer Age of Sigmar Stormground. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a <laughs> Warhammer do. game, though. <laughs> Lee's making the fart noises. So, uh, Well, I'm just whatever. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's all GW cash grab shit. So. Mm. And if, you, if you're I, into that stuff, it's going to be amazing and you'll love it. But Can we get a game where we're not trying to fucking... Defend ourselves from aliens? Uh, no, because like, the, the next game is called World's End Club. God damn it. No, like I wanna I want a game I want a game where like we just fall in line and our job is to just just try and convert the other you know, like let them take over and we get points for recruiting uh new humans to, for to just be to work for Actually the, you know what you should play then? There's a game called Destroy All Humans. And you yeah. play an alien. Yeah, no, I played it. To uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's kind of what you're uh, up the alley of what you're saying. Yeah, I just I just want a game where we just fall in line and assimilate and just you know narc narc for president. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and the last one is Wonder Boy Asia in Monster World. Uh, Wonder Boy was was a uh, old game series on the Sega Master System. Also a phenomenal Tenacious D song. Yeah, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, well and said. And they're bringing back, they're bringing back that uh, line of games uh, in the same kind of style it was before. 2D action platformer. Uh, you run around and unlock new areas and and fight monsters and upgrade your character and stuff. So, wonder right. boy, go. what bow, is bow, the bow. secret of your power? Gotta love that. That whole album, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good so stuff. Good. All right, then, uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. Oh, fuck. Carrie. Hmm. Huh? Where, where the fuck should I hide this ham? <laughs> Under the dirt where no one will find it. Because <laughs> n- no one should have this much power, Carrie. 